Hello, I'm James Sandy, and this is The Unseen Swerve, a carefully crafted slice of arts and culture from Birmingham and beyond. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, you can visit our website, www.switchradio.co.uk forward slash TUS. In this show, we catch up with Birmingham museums as they exhibit mechanical treasures from the city's collection by way of our volunteering for veterans initiative. And we'll be in conversation with singer, songwriter, mentor and one to watch Dan Whitehouse to get an update on his new material and community music projects. This is Switch. And now we're revving things up a bit on the show as we talk to Birmingham Museums about a really interesting project uh, that's been running over the last couple of months and is still running like a good engine. I'll stop using those analogies very shortly, but I'm really pleased to be joined by Andrea Bunnell, who's a senior engagement officer at Birmingham Museums and also, importantly, volunteers from the Volunteering for Veterans project. So I'm joined by Andrea, Dave, Tim and Wayne. I'm just checking. I've got everybody on the list there. Uh, so welcome, one and all. Hello. Good evening. It's great to have you on. Great to uh, catch up with you all. And Andrea, let's start with you um, about the project itself and some of the context of this, because uh, it's got a really interesting background and it links to something called the Armed Forces Covenant, which people out there might not know a great deal about, but they really should, shouldn't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, um, basically... Birmingham Museums Trust had wanted to work with the Armed Forces Covenant for a little while. So back in 2019, we, we signed the Armed Forces Covenant and basically they support veterans of the Armed Forces, but they also support by helping projects like what we've just done get off the ground. So Birmingham Museums Trust is a charity, so every little helps really. So they enabled us to be able to actually run this sort of dedicated project to sort of involve ourselves more and embed ourselves in the veteran community and, and really sort of honour that that signing. So yeah, it's been brilliant working with them. And all the volunteers that you gathered or have started to gather through this project very bravely, you've let them loose on the city's museum collection and the kind of collection centre. And that's a real sort of treasure trove of things, I think, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We, we were really lucky. Um, we were able to work with the Royal British Legion West Midlands straight off the bat. So they helped drive our recruitment which was super helpful because we came straight into this project off the back of COVID. So the second lockdown, so we were able to get the guys in pretty much straight away, which has been brilliant. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the guys all jumped on board and were champing at the bit to get started when I, I called them. They sort of initially had a little chat with the Royal British Legion and said, is this something I can do? Because um, we advertised it as, do you want to learn to do conservation? We taught them everything they needed to know with regards to how to conserve our motorbike collection and yeah the guys just jumped straight on it and, and got on board straight away okay let's uh, come to some of our volunteers uh, tim let's come to you first and uh, we'll bring uh, colleagues in as we go um was this a daunting prospect in in some ways looking at restoring sort of heritage or kind of artifacts i know motorbikes perhaps aren't always seen as artifacts but you were you were dealing with some really precious mechanics here i think yeah i don't think it was daunting it was um, a new challenge in uh, how to learn to conserve items in a museum um, setting um, so you've got bikes that go back to before the 1900s so they are very old and uh, for future generations you'll be able to see them you know so they don't deteriorate you've got to conserve them so i think it was a, a fantastic sort of um, 
opportunity, let alone just doing the motorbike, but actually going to the MCC and seeing what else they've got there, which it's unbelievable. You wouldn't believe it. It's like it's like going to an Amazon warehouse and more. Wayne, let's bring you in because uh, there's very much, uh, I guess, a kind of community aspect to this in terms of bringing people together and you know around a collective project, collective task how, how did you how did you deal with that initially was it did the museum initially seem like a, a big scary place to go yes we were we all met up at the think tank which um turned out that like all the schools had their kids there so we we was thinking that's where we was but when we went to the collection center and realized that it's a massive warehouse with so much space so we don't feel suffocated, which is one of the issues we have with PTSD. But after doing it for six months, I think um, it's proper altered me. I've found like a little family, somewhere I can escape to. Because like I said, I'm, I'm isolated. I hate going outside, I hate, I hate socializing. But this is changing me slowly. This has created a real, I think, network for people. Dave, let's bring you in because uh, the the motorbiking question. I want to ask you about the mechanics, and uh, partly kind of how this was chosen. But this was, a, I think, I'm right in saying a 1914 Cyclone motorbike. Now, to people listening, they might think that's some big souped-up Harley Davidson number. But it's actually quite a small frame, basic bike. Basic isn't a word. I've been into motorbikes since I was 12, and restoring the motorbikes at the museum seeing what they've got it's real it's a real eye-opener i mean i've got my own bike at the moment i've got a honda blackbird which is 160 horsepower and the bike the cyclone we worked on was two and a quarter horsepower the bike's unreal it's a beautiful piece of engineering to be able to bring it back to life and put it on display in the think tank was absolutely immense for us we brought something that even it's got a carburetor on it that i have no understanding of how it works because conservation is cleaning and keeping it clean we're not taking the bike apart and restoring it which that's been my argument all along i'd love to get into them and really have a look but just to clean the cyclone the last time it was brought out was 1938 and it was brought out for a birmingham rally but then the the owners of it just before the rally took it out, so it it didn't ride. So we have absolutely no idea of the last time it was ridden. Uh, we've done a lot of background check on it. It's a mixture of bikes. The engine that is in it, we don't believe was the original engine. That came from a com- another company in Birmingham. But just to clean it, restore it, and put it on display. And with the display, we've put the the items that we've used to clean the bike. And it does take a long time. But I'm looking forward to future endeavours, which may not be motorcycles. I mean, the, the collection centre's got so much engineering that, for me, it's like a candy store. I, I mean, some of the engines in there, they're just fantastic. And to get to look around them, clean them, and bring them back to some sort of dignity... That's what we are, and I mean, there's been there were four of us, but one of the lads had to drop out, and there's been three of us. We're all ex-services, 
We've all gone through much of the same thing. We all suffer with PTSD. It's just fantastic to be there, chat, get along. Andrea's been phenomenal in the way she's treated us and made us see that there's light for something. It's not going to cure us, but it, on a Wednesday when we've been going, it's given us a release. It's given us that day where we know we're going to come away from there happy, which for many of us is very difficult. I have an assistance dog here, and she's the first dog ever to be allowed into the collection centre. Andrea, let's bring you back in, because I think the well-being aspect of this is probably the main driver. It is about mechanics, and it is about motorbikes. But uh, as a number of the guys have mentioned, you know, dealing with something like post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, um, as you mentioned, is a really complex and difficult thing. And this this is, I suppose, this is a regeneration in many senses, isn't it? In a sense, I suppose the conservation and the, the wellness aspect, they run in tandem. Like part of the wellness is feeling useful, which they genuinely are being very useful. Like these bikes haven't been looked at for, for you know, well over a decade. So it was something that that, that we could have done with. Um, but it's very much at their own pace. You know, we're never demanding anything from them, even if guys want to come in and just have a cup of tea and that's all we do that day that that's absolutely perfect the wellness aspect in terms of it's kind of like um that concept of like the men with the shed like we're getting them tinkering and they're doing something and the conversation just naturally flows and i think what's lovely about this particular group of guys is that immediately they're so comfortable with each other that there was no judgment in the room and and, and really Birmingham Museums just just held the space for them we created a space that was generally sort of quiet and away from like the busyness of of, of the general population and they were safe to just be and and to talk to each other and to be heard by people who just understood them so um in no way is this project going to fix you know their PTSD you know that's something that they've got to live with but this project is absolutely an incredibly unique distraction it's a really useful thing for them to do each week and and come and and annoy me like you know the banter's all <laughs> so but it's absolutely wonderful it's a lovely project for me to do and there's constant coffee on the go so it's always a good a good day on a wednesday that sounds good to me. Um, Tim, let's come back to you because Dave was talking there about perhaps some of the constraints, if you like, about conservation, you know, some of the things you want to do, but perhaps can't. Did you, through the project, did you get a sense of the responsibility you had to restore things in a way or to approach it in a certain way? Yeah, well, we, we had um, Ben and uh, some other ones that uh, helped us understand the processes and, and what we can and can't do. Um, I'm from a background where I've always loved um, antiques and metal detecting and bottle digging uh, as a child. So I've always been interested in history. So coming to this to do this uh, and learn a new skill um, has been fantastic. And you've learned uh, not just how to clean things. Um, you've had research, finding out about the bike's history, see if anything's really sufficient about it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things else that goes on around um, that as well. So it's it's been it's been immense really excellent now wayne let's come to you because uh, i'm keen to know a couple of things one is did you get to ride the bike uh, or, or some of the bikes you know some of them that were worthy did you get to have a go on them no what i thought is, you were going to say that no <laughs> what it is is when the first come to the museum every bit of fluid oil has to be removed because that that of course 
a lot of issues with rust and uh, the bikes wouldn't last as long. So this is like a, a continual thing that these bikes actually do need like conservation work doing to them. So they'll last for another hundred years. But I paint, so I get to paint the bikes. And at the moment, I'm painting a button machine, as I talked to you, which is from the museum. Wow. Yeah. So you're actually working and talking. There you go. That's uh, multitasking. At the same time, it's, I mean... That's incredible, I think. <laughs> well, well done to you. Well done to you. And what, what were some of the kind of challenges for restoring the bike? What were the kind of hardest bits you found, you know, kind of physically, mechanically um, pulling it together? Was it finding parts or did you have to make parts? No, no it was all... Um, the bikes are all generally in one piece it's just the condition that has to be um restored so a lot of the stuff doesn't move unless they let us take off certain parts that that's what was the challenge was when you get a cover over a part of the engine you want to remove the cover to get to that part of the engine but you can't andrea for folks uh, listening to this uh, they're going to want to know and be where they can find this bike and, and other things from the City Museum collection. And uh, I think I'm right in saying that the, this bike and other things is a think tank at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, the guys, um, we, we gave them the task of design an exhibition. So they they did a sort of curator's job in a sense. They, were, they, were, they had the whole museum experience, curation, <laughs> conservation and technician um, and, and, you know, video stars as well. So the whole exhibition that they designed is on that think tank. It's on level zero and you should see it. It's, it's, it's opposite sort of the, the lift area. Excellent. And uh, for people that want to find more information about Birmingham museums generally and also for things like the Armed Forces Covenant, where where should they be looking? Where can they find you online? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, we, we, I mean, if you type into Google Birmingham Museums Trust, you'll get our, our main website and that involves all nine of our sites. So we are a trust. We've got nine different locations. The Museum Collection Centre is just one of them. It's the site that's not always open to the public. It opens once a month, COVID restrictions applying. Um, and then if you we are actually recruiting now for the next round so if anyone was interested you can get in touch with us at volunteer at birminghammuseums.org.uk i certainly one day invite you into my garage but uh, for now uh, dave wayne tim and andrea thank you so much for coming on to the show uh, and talking about this great project no worries thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure james thank you very much indeed